0: No purchase necessary Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online, in our mobile app, sides, or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I take sides, we're taking over. Watch me in shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. I need you to see yourself conquering. Think of that one thing in your life that just is persistently in your way. You got it? Can you see it? Now, I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. Before this year is out, that's knocked down. And today's word is going to show you how to do that. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. i need y'all not to play with me first samuel 319 what i'm saying will not fall to the ground i need you to please hear me today i need you to get that one thing on your mind i got mine on my mind I want you to think about that one thing that every month it's there every week it's there every year it's there the moment you think you've conquered it it comes back around the thing that keeps getting in your face i need you to see that because by the end of this year i prophesy to you that thing is coming down if you believe that put a preemptive praise on it right there hey come on 915 come on facebook Come on, YouTube. And you say, Bishop, how, how is that going to happen? I've been dealing with it for years. I've been dealing with it for 14 years. I've been dealing with it for five years. I've been dealing with it for five months. I've been dealing with it. How many, matter of fact, I need you to chat. how long you've been dealing with what just came on your mind. Type the years. Just type the years. 12, 15, 1, 2, 3. Whatever you just visualized. Everybody should have had something visualized there. If you have no enemies, you're not making any progress. If nothing's coming against you, you're not headed anywhere. Resistance only comes against those that are getting results. I'm going to say it again. Resistance only comes against those that are getting results. How many years? You got it on there? You got it on there? Now, today, that thing, watch me, I'm going to equip you to make that thing change. Y'all ready for this? If you haven't shared this yet share this right now if you're just coming in welcome let us know where you're watching from it's online only but i promise you this word is about to come to your house and it's about to meet you in your living room in your kitchen in your dining room in your automobile on your place of employment wherever you at i need you to open your mouth say lord speak to me say i'm ready to receive bible's up let's go let's make our faith confession i'm ready to hear then do your word which i'm about to receive which makes all things new in jesus name amen father speak to us now with clarity speak to us now with power i pray lord that you would equip us to do exactly what you just had me to speak that that thing that we just visualized that has been persistently a problem it's been a persistent problem it's been a persistent issue that that thing, Father, that you would cause that thing to now be knocked down, that you would cause that thing to now be transformed and changed for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. I need you to release a praise right there. Everybody release that praise right there. So listen, guys, we're in this series called parables. What are parables? Parables are stories that use, Jesus used to illustrate principles. I need you to say parables. Say it again. Say parables. Parables. Now, a parable, watch me, it was something that the Lord used when he needed to teach something. He would use a story to communicate a principle. You want to know why? Human beings, we love stories. Let me prove it to you. We love going to see movies where we know what's going to happen, but we still want to see the story. I don't know about you. I like horror movies. Everybody doesn't. I do. I know exactly what's going to happen. You know exactly how horror movies end. You know that watch me. There's going to be some people out having fun. After those people are out having fun, there's going to be a villain. The villain's going to come and then they're going to discover the villain. And then now all of a sudden they're going to go back and forth with the villain. And as they're going back and forth with the villain, then uh, there's going to be somebody that trips and falls. There's going to be somebody that acts like they don't know that the villain is a villain. And then the villain is going to get a few of them. But you know, it's going to be one, maybe two at the end that's going to be standing. I don't know about you. Watch me. The reason we like stories like that is because we're the ones at the end that are standing. Let's go. We like stories like that because if we look back over the hell we had to go through, baby, we are survivors and thrivers. You literally had to deal with a villain. You had to deal with Chucky. You had to deal with Jason. You had to deal with Freddy. What are you saying? You had to deal with some scary situations in your life. And at the end of it, it got everybody else. Got your bloodline. Got your family. Got your cousin. Got your mama. Got your uncle. But you are the one that's still standing at the end. I need you to open up your mouth and say, my story is for his glory. Come on. Come on, I need y'all to say it like you mean it. My story is for his glory. Jesus used parables because we love stories. You, you, we love looking at stories. We love drama. Oh, it got quiet right now. We love drama. We, we like seeing people go through stuff. We like seeing people uh, deal with situations and circumstances. I remember there was a movie that came out and a lot of critics were speaking negatively about the movie. And I was like, God, dog, I love that story. I said, because I met that man before. I said, I know exactly what that story is. One of my favorite movies is a movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? Drop your favorite movie in the comments. What's your favorite movie? One of my favorite movies is What's Love Got to Do With It? It's the autobiography of Tina Turner put to a movie. It's amazing because, watch me, Tina Turner is the evolution of Anna Mae Bullock. Come on, uh, which means she started off at Nutbush, Tennessee, which is not that far from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm familiar. But she starts off, and she starts off as Anna Mae Bullock. At the end, she has evolved into Tina Turner. Why do we like that story? Because we like seeing that you can start at the bottom. <laughs> But it don't matter where you start, it just matter where you end up. And I need for some of you to hear me, your story, watch me. Don't judge your end based on your beginning. Don't judge your future based on your past. I need you to understand your story, watch me. It's a parable for somebody else. That's why the Bible says that we are living epistles. What does that mean? We are letters that are being written to other people. And the reason God had to let your story get so low sometimes is because nobody wants to see a story where everything was great and never, never had any problems at the end. Don't nobody want to watch that? instead they want to watch where watch me you started at the bottom you have to go through some betrayal you have to deal with some issues you had some family drama you had some folks do you wrong you had some betrayal you lost this you lost that but then you got it all back with Samo I need you to mo- open your mouth to make this declaration say my story is a parable no 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 I like that movie because she starts at the bottom she's anime bullock she's abandoned by her mother her mother leaves her Um, because the mother is in an abusive relationship. Stay with me. I'm getting to the word. You're going to get it in a minute. Her mother leaves her and abandons her because the mother is in an abusive relationship. And sometimes there are people who make decisions that affect us. Watch me. And they don't just affect us. Watch me. They also infect us. They did not realize that when they were deciding to do that, the long-term effects that it would have for us. Come on. And so what ends up happening is that Tina Turner goes through life, and she has a complex. What's the complex? Because she was abandoned, she doesn't want to abandon, even though, watch me, even though what she refuses to abandon is what literally is killing her. Y'all are going to hear what I'm saying. See, that's just like David. David's son, Absalom, was trying to kill his father and trying to take the kingdom from him. And what ends up happening is that David ends up, watch me, he ends up mourning the death of Absalom. And he should have celebrated it. Why? This man was trying to kill you and take your kingdom. But when David was a little boy, his father rejected him. So now David has a complex to where he won't reject what literally is trying to collect something that David built. This is important to understand because when you understand the very nature of a parable, there's so much depth to it beyond the pages because you got to look at the human being beyond the pages. You got to look at the person beyond the pages. I know you may be sitting next to somebody today and you look at their story and you think, oh, wow, look at how amazing this is. Look at how great this is. If you look at their social media, you'll say, look at how great this is. Look at how amazing this is. I and mean, here's the reality. There is a person behind the page. There, watch me. There are some tears behind their triumph. There is some drama behind their deliverance. And I need you to hear me. You need to know you're sitting next to somebody that God says, I haven't even done my best yet. Why? This is still going to be the best year of their life. And this is still going to be the best decade of their lives. Can I get you to open your mouth and make that declaration and say, this is still going to be. The best year of my life and the best decade of my life. Stay with me. So, Anime Bullock, Tina Turner. So, she gets with this man named Ike Turner, and Ike Turner uh, has a history. Ike Turner has a reputation, and she thinks she is the exemption to the reputation and the history that she has. Some of you get with people who have a history. Mm, okay. You get with people who have a reputation, and so you think you're going to be the exception to their betrayal. Uh, Judas only has one trick. All they know how to do is betray. This is why, watch me, when you find people who are disloyal, you got to be careful because you're not going to be the first person they're loyal to. uh uh-uh, don't fool yourself. Uh, all you're going to be is the next one that has a story that came out of that struggle. See, so he's got a reputation. He's got a history. So the movie goes. I'm not judging Ike. I'm just telling you what the movie says. And so in the movie... In the movie, she gets with Ike, and uh, uh, she's a gold mine. She's a gold mine because, watch me, because she's got the ability to sing, and I listened to some of her singing. I, I, when the mother said in the movie, she got to sound like a man. She's singing so rough. I listened to some of them songs. I said, God, dog, Tina, you is singing rough. I said, God, dog, that's, that's rough singing. Tina, look, I've, this is rough. And, and watch me. Uh, Ike sees her as a gold mine. You got to make sure you understand why the people in your life, why they want you there. Because some of y'all don't understand, watch me, what you're wanted for is what you do, not who you are. Y'all better hear me. And you think it's relational. It's not relational, it's transactional. You are simply a check. Come on here. You are simply a means to an end. You got to be careful that you don't treat relational things like transactional things or you don't treat transactional things like relational things. Ike sees her uh, as a check, and so he sees her as the ability to get uh, some records sold, and, 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 and Ike, watch me. He's a pioneer in his own right. Stay with me. He said, Mr. What in the world does this have to do with this story? I'm going somewhere. Uh, uh, listen, so she's in this story, and then she goes through this story. Uh, she is raising these kids. It, it, it's this abusive relationship, according to the movie. He's uh, he's uh, there's infidelity in the relationship. According to the movie, uh, there is all kinds of crazy things going on in this relationship. And watch me. And Tina has decided that she is going to stay because you don't walk out on family. The danger with that is you watch me. You haven't walked out on who's already walked out on you. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. Some of you, watch me, you are staying loyal to people who've already left you. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. And you got to be careful when that's the type of situation that you are in. Watch me, because what ends up happening is that you will continue to invest where they have started to divest. You will continue to pour where they have started to just leak. Uh, y'all got to hear what I'm saying. And this is important because, watch me, sometimes in life, You will run into problems and issues that you blame on the devil, but it's not really the devil. It's the way you've chosen to handle it that becomes the devil. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So watch me. I'm going to connect this to the Bible because you're like, listen, what in the world does this have to do? Are you preaching movies today? This ain't harvested to movies. It's not, but stay with me. Tina has this persistent problem. Throughout her life, she has got this persistent problem. And so now she's in this long-term relationship with Ike Turner. And watch me. And now she's in this situation where it's abusive. There's infidelity. It's a crazy relationship. But she calls herself crazy in love. But I want to suggest to you it was not love. I want to suggest to you it is convenience. She has become dependent on the predictability of his abuse. And he has become dependent on the predictability of her inability to walk out. You just miss what I just said. Sometimes you stay stuck in a cycle and you stay stuck in a circle and something has to break that cycle and something has to break that circle. Are you ready? I need you to open your mouth. Say there are cycles that have to break. Say there are circles that have to break. Tina is in this persistent cycle, in this persistent circle. And a moment ago, I asked you to open your eyes and visualize, or excuse me, to close your eyes and visualize an area of life where you perceive that this thing is persistent. It comes back around. It keeps happening. it goes on. And I asked you to put how long you had been there. So I like the story of Tina because although Tina was in it for a while, eventually she got up out of that mess. Now, check me. Watch me, the issue wasn't Ike. It's easy to blame your situation on somebody else, but the issue is never another person. The issue is always yourself. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, this will be your best year and your best decade. See, the issue wasn't Ike because Ike was just doing what he proved he was always going to do for when she met him. The issue was that she did not change the circumstances and situations about herself but when change happens in you what's gonna happen next change is gonna happen around you and i need you to lay your hands on yourself say change is happening in me so change can happen around me so watch me watch me watch me what does this have to do with today's message well today's message is called the parable and the unjust judge it's designed to teach about prayer now watch me this parable of the unjust judge is about a widow woman somebody say a widow woman now, here's why, here's why I'm conflating that to telling you about what's love got to do with it. A widow means your husband has died. And for some of you, there are relationships in your past that have died. Come on. It's a friendship. It was a family ship. It, 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 it was romantic. It, watch me. Watch me. It was the way you used to treat your spouse. Something has died. So when you're a widow, that means something has died. So three things are affected by you, or three things you're affected by. Here's the first thing. That means your current status has got great concern. When you're a widow, you were used to being provided for by somebody else. In the Hebrew culture, as a widow, you were used to being provided for by somebody else. So now you are having to fend for yourself. And for some of you, quarantine was the best thing that could have ever happened. Why? It made you learn how to figure out stuff by yourself. You had to get this word. You had to feast on this word. And you had to make it happen. Her current status is questionable because she's a widow. But watch me. Not only is her current status questionable. Number two, her past achievements taunt her. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Your past achievements taunt her. Remember when you were this? Remember when you were that? Remember when you had this? Remember when you had that? Remember when life was like this? Remember when you thought you were on top of the world? Can I tell you, you got to be careful that you don't let your past achievements taunt you. Because if you let your past be your ceiling, then you're never, ever going to be able to do more than that. But I speak and prophesy to you, this will still be the best year of your life. And this will still be the best decade of your life. Somebody say, I'm going further than I've ever gone. Y'all ain't saying it like you mean it, Online, Come on. Say, I'm going further than I've ever gone. So it will try to taunt you. Remember when you used to dry this, you used to have this, you used to wear this, you used to do this. So she's a widow woman where her current status is questionable. Her past achievements taunt her. Y'all ready? What happened in that movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? And that's for somebody. Somebody was praying this morning because I didn't even intend to go that direction. That ain't nowhere where I intended to go today. Uh, watch me. Check this out. Um, uh, Ike said to Tina, he said, ain't nobody going to come listen to that little lot of D you doing? He, he, he said that little lot of things you do doing. He said, ain't nobody coming to listen to that. He says, listen, 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 listen. I wrote a song for you. He says, I was thinking about you. You got that nice smooth, smooth, smooth style everybody listening to now. And he said, listen, it ain't going to be nothing like when it was me and you, Ike and Tina, like this here. What was he trying to tell her? He was saying, listen, don't forget when we were at Radio City Music Hall. Don't forget when we were on Broadway. Don't forget when we were here. Don't forget when we were there. He said, you'll never achieve that again. And I came to tell somebody who feels like your greatest achievement is behind you, baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Can I just get you to put, watch this on the screen, type it in the chat? I've not seen anything yet. I've not seen anything yet. Some of you need to look at somebody around you and point to them, say, You ain't seen nothing yet. So some of you are sitting back saying, remember when I used to do it like this? Remember when I used to do it like that? That's all right. You're going to do it better than you've ever done it. Come on. I'm going to show you how you get there. So watch me. Watch me. Look, y'all. Her current status is questionable. Her past achievements taunt her. Here's the third part about being a widow is you have doubt about your future. You have doubt about your future. What could she actually aspire to be? Being a widow woman in the Hebrew culture. A widow woman, it doesn't say whether or not she had kids. We don't know all those details. We just know she's in a situation where the future hope is questionable. She's like, I don't really know what my future's going to look like. In fact, it keeps her up at night. How many of you can be honest, do the hand wave emoji, just be real honest with me. Don't, don't be fake with me today Sunday morning. Don't be fake with me 915. How many of you can be honest that at moments, you think about your future, and it brings you great stress. You, always have a, you almost have a feeling of hopelessness. It's like, whoo, praise God, best year, best decade. But this here, <laughs> this is an evolution of mess. This here, I don't see how this improves. I don't see how this gets better. Matter of fact, here's what some of y'all have said. I'm probably just going to be single my whole life. Here's what some of y'all have said. I guess I'm just going to have to be in bad relationships for the rest of my life. Here's what some of y'all have said. I guess I'm going to die with debt. I rebuke every negative thing that you have said about your future. I need you to open your mouth and make this declaration and say, because it's changing today. I need y'all to get with me today. I'm anointed to preach this word today. I need you to say, it's changing, effective, immediately. So when we think of this widow woman, that's a lot like, to turn in the movie, but the widow doesn't have a name, which means the widow can be anybody. So, today, when we read this story and I preach this word to us and we walk through this thing together, whether you're a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, whether you're tall or short, whether you're black or white, it doesn't matter because this is you. Because we all have issues where we question our current status. We all have issues where some of our past achievements taunt us. And we all can experience moments where we have doubt about the future. So can I get you to make this declaration and say, this is my story. Luke 18, verse 1. Y'all ready? The parable of the unjust judge is designed to teach about prayer. The Bishop, you just spent 10 minutes talking to me about a movie, talking to me about The the qualities of a widow. Why are we talking about prayer? Ain't you going to talk about knocking the devil down? Ain't you going to talk about uh, 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 this and that and this and that? Let me show you something. This is how you win. Here it is. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to what? Always to pray. And not lose heart. I said it before like this. If I pray all the time, then I won't lose my mind. Let me tell you why you have doubt about your future. Your doubt is bigger than your prayer. Your rumination about your past is bigger than prayer. Come on, we're gonna walk this thing out, y'all. How many of us can be honest? For real, for real. For real. For those of you watching the first time, for real, for real, when you say something twice, it just means it's like serious. Got it? So like if you save, save, you save. Got it? So for real, for real means for real. And I guess for real means fake. This is why we got so many fake friends and fake love is because they only one for real. They can't give you both of them. They only, watch me, they only give you a for real in front of your face, but behind your back, it ain't a for real, for real. Hmm? I prophesied you'd have some for real, for real people in your life this year and this decade. Check this out. Check this out. Here's, here's, what's, here's what I want to ask you. How many of you will be honest that you probably spend more time in your head worrying than you do praying? You ready? Here's why we needed to be honest. Because that's why you keep getting what you worry about. It's because you've made an idol out of your doubt. Woo. But today. Come on, y'all. I'm walking into this thing slow. We finna get in it. You ready? Somebody holler, but today. He says, then he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart, which means this is a 24-7 lifestyle. So I pray all the time so I don't lose my, my mind. Now, take this out. Heart in scripture doesn't mean your heart that pumps blood. It means your mind. So take this out. Lose heart there means a negative influence because you're weary. He says, if you pray all the time, you won't be negative because you're weary. Some of you, you're only negative all the time is because you do not pray all the time. If you prayed all the time, you stop losing your mind. You, 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 literally, you literally go from great highs. Great highs. Ooh, child, this is it. This is it. My house is next. now. And then the enemy will pop up and be like, but what about what's going to happen in 2043? Oh, I said 2043. Because he'll bring up something that has nothing to do with what I'm currently celebrating. And he'll throw it in your face and say, what's going to happen when this happens? What's going to happen when this happens? And then you go from this place of celebration to this great place of stress. Jesus said, if you prayed all the time, you wouldn't lose your mind. Let me say it another way for all of my California viewers. He says, You wouldn't lose heart. You gotta say it like that, heart. You wouldn't lose heart, watch me, if you paid attention to what you pray. He says, You lose heart because you don't pray. You called your mama, you didn't pray. You called your wife. You didn't pray. Some of y'all are complaining to people who have no power to change anything. And God says, this is why you keep getting no results. He says, because if you pray all the time, you wouldn't lose your mind. Can I go further? Let's deal with this. Prayer is not a gift, nor is it a calling. It's a command for us all. I hear people sometimes inaccurately say, I have the gift of prayer. I have the gift of intercession. That's not a gift. It's not a gift. It's not a calling. Prayer is a command. Somebody say, it's a command. 1 Timothy 2.2. 2. I like this because this is the Apostle Paul speaking. I like Paul because you can see a whole lot about Paul in 1 Timothy uh, 2 and 2. Look what he says. I'll go back to verse 1, excuse me. In 1 Timothy 2 and 1, watch what he says. <laughs> he says in verse 1, he says, first of all. Somebody say first of all. He says, first of all, watch me. He says, first of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for who? All people. I urge that what? It's on the screen, y'all. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. Now, I've taught you before on the three primary ways of prayer. The first... Uh, supplication to make a supplication is when you are praying for another Christian why first John cha- or excuse me John chapter 9 says that the Lord does not hear the prayer of an unsaved person except for salvation so watch me when I am praying for another Christian that's a supplement to what they pray because my prayers can't replace what they say for themselves which means I'm helping them uh, if you go to the gym and you take supplements protein supplements or, or, or health supplements or what have you all it's supposed to do is help what you already do and not replace what you refuse to do then prayers is when you ask for yourself but let me go back to supplications because some people use you as a replacement to pray for themselves and there's some people you need to say listen i'm gonna send you the link so you can get the message but listen my prayer for you is you do what you heard my prayer for you is that you follow the word when people calling you in the middle of night Tao, can you just pray for me and they say you need to say yeah lord i pray that she go go listen to that message from last night lord i pray that he go do what he's supposed to do because i cannot replace what you do not do for yourself it's a supplement not a replacement y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me today then prayers prayer means to ask say to ask This is what you do for yourself. It says, so watch me. One, he says, you need to make sure you're praying for other believers. You're supplementing what they're doing. You're not replacing it. Two, prayer. This is what you do for yourself. This is when you ask or pray for something yourself. Third, intercession. I've already made reference to that from John 9. The Bible says that prayer, it teaches us that prayer is a privilege. So since prayer is a privilege, it is something that is reserved for believers. Everybody can't pray. What do you mean? Everybody can't pray and it be heard by God. John chapter 9 makes that clear. What God hears from those that are not believers is the prayer of salvation. Salvation then gives them access to benefits. But you don't get benefits and you're not a card holder. Y'all miss what I just said. So watch me. The importance of you giving your life to Jesus is so that when you talk, he hears. Supplications. Say supplications. Prayers. Say prayers intercession say intercession this is when you pray for somebody that's unsaved you literally intercede you get in the middle of them to god you're the bridge that they walk over to get to god this is when you're praying for your unsaved family members this is when you're praying for your unsafe friends this is when you are doing those things but there's a fourth thing here i haven't talked to you about before you ready i'm walking into this thing slow give me five minutes if we are going into the hyperdrive you ready say thanksgivings these are listed as forms of prayer. Question. Are you thankful for everybody, even to somebody you can't stand? Somebody say it's a process. Let me help you. God says your thankfulness or the lack thereof is a form of prayer. So when you're thankful, God says you just prayed. When you're unthankful, God says, you just prayed too. When, when somebody blesses you financially and you don't put God first in your finances, God says, your ungratefulness because you refuse to tithe, it just prayed that I shouldn't give you nothing else. Woo! Y'all ain't going to say that to me watch me watch me god says when i do something amazing for you and you are unthankful you got to be pumped into a praise god says you just prayed and told me don't give you nothing because you don't appreciate anything i need to check this experience 915 are there some people that are thankful that are watching right now if you are can i get you to open up your mouth and worship god for just a couple of seconds Come on, somebody say, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful. God says, your thankfulness, or the lack thereof, is prayer. He says, so when you're unthankful, you just pray. Don't give me nothing else. But can I go deeper? Watch the connection. Look at verse 2. For kings and all who are in high positions, stop. These are people. So here's what God says. Are you thankful? Y'all ready for advanced? I don't just want you to be thankful for the good stuff and the good people. I need to know you're thankful for the people that hurt you. I need to know you're thankful for the people that dogged you out. It's quiet right there. Because most of us, listen, you're just trying to get through finally forgiven thankfulness seems offensive but can i tell you why watch me god can't give you new people until you can be thankful for old people what you're trying to say bishop until you can look at the person that cheated on you and say you know what listen it hurt when i went through it but thank you because what you taught me is how to survive after somebody's done me wrong until you can look at who betrayed you and say it hurt but you taught me how to be better he says, I need you to be thankful for the people you can't stand. That's prayer. I'm going to let that sit on you. We're going to go. I need you all to go with me because I got eight minutes. Let's go. He, he says, I need you to be thankful for the people that when you see a name that kind of looks like their name on social media, if you see a face that kind of looks like it might be their face, if you hear a voice somebody talking to in your house that is slightly reminiscent of the voice that dogged you out, you walking over there like, who is that? Oh. Because if you ain't going to be loyal to me. Y'all ready? So watch me. There's four types of prayer. Go back to verse one. Supplication. prayers, Intercessions. Thanksgivings. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? This is anniversary month, even though we're celebrating next month. And I've been very reminiscent. I'm always reminiscent during um, months like this. I start thinking back. I mean, I start thinking back. Can I tell you? Um, sometimes you forget just how much you've had to deal with because you're such a survivor. Y'all ready? I'm about to go to the hyper speed. you already You're such a survivor, you forgot how much you survive. You didn't beat so much, you even forgot how much you beat. And what the Lord said to me yesterday is, is, is when I was studying this, he said, son, so I want to ask you something. Yes, sir. Um, and so then he started bringing pictures in my face, in my mind. I said, "Mm. Mm." He said, now tell me, thank you. Thank you. I started thinking of situations. He said, now tell me, thank you. I'll go get to the minute. I started remembering stuff that I thought was going, He said, now tell me, thank you. I started looking at situations that made me say, you know what, God, I want to throw in the towel on what you call me to do. And he said, now tell me, thank you. He said, listen, you, gra- you you watch me. You are ready for next when you're thankful for now. You're ready for next when you're thankful for the past. I need everybody right here, right now. I know I'm talking slow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preach fast in a minute. Y'all ain't used to me talking this slow. I need everybody right where you're at to just tell God, say thank you for the good, the bad, the ugly. The rough, the real rough, the real tough. Say, because it made me into who you call me to be. you ready? So look at verse 2. For kings and all who are in high positions. You wouldn't complain about leadership if you prayed for it. You only complain about it because you don't pray for it. Because if you prayed for it, you'd see it from that seat. It's easy to... To, 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 to throw shots at people who are in high positions and high places because you don't actually pray for them. You just, many people just try to manipulate leaders to be who they want them to be and to do what they want them to do and when they don't, <laughs> the Bible says you need to pray for people who are in leadership roles. Why? So you can lead a peaceful life. He says, so th- the way you pray, so now we got another added thing here, right? So the way you pray for leaders God says it affects your shalom. Peace, shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. You lack because your prayer for leaders is whack. I said what I just said right there. Y'all ready? I'm just reading the Bible. I ain't beating nobody up. I'm just reading the Bible. So before you put your mouth on somebody who has done more on their worst day, Y'all don't want to talk. Then you've done on your best day. What we got to learn how to do is pray. Can I get everybody to open your mouth and say, I'm a prayer warrior? Ain't no special department for prayer. Ain't no special seats for prayer. Uh, listen, at Harvest, everybody's a prayer warrior because prayer is not a calling, it's not a gift, it's a command. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm a prayer warrior. Now let's go. Verse 2. Let's go on a hyperdrive. He said, in a certain city. What does that mean? No matter where you're at or what you're in, prayer can change it. There was a judge. What does that mean? That's somebody that's got power. See, hear me. All you need. Watch me. You don't need the favor of everybody. You just need the favor of the people that got power to change your situation. And I'm going to tell somebody that when you begin to pray, God says, I'm going to give you power to influence people that got power. Come on. Let's go over here. Say, I got the power. Say, and it happens through prayer. Who neither feared God nor respected man. What does this mean? That the odds are against her. Why? Because she's evidently a believer, but this judge is not. When some of you think that you're not going to get favor because who you're dealing with don't believe in your God. But God says, who you're dealing with? I control him. The heart of the king is in my hand. I'll turn it any which way I want to. Somebody said the odds are against her. Verse 3, there was a widow in that city. What did I already teach you? Her current status is questionable. Her past achievements taunt her, and she's got doubt about her future. But watch what old girl did. Watch what sister did. Watch what brother did. Y'all ready? Because remember, the widow, fellas, is not just a woman. It speaks to us, too. It's a widow because it could be anybody. Watch me. Look at what she said. She kept coming to him. Somebody said she was persistent. Let me tell you how you win, keep going. Let me tell you how you conquer, keep going. Some of you would stop starting over if you stop quitting. You have to start over all the doggone time because you give up too much. I rebuke your quit. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, there's no quit in me. Watch me, watch what goes. She says, she kept coming to him. Somebody says, she kept coming. Say, she kept coming. Say, she kept coming and saying remember watch me that word saying is better translated into asking so what does ask mean that means she prayed please catch it what did she do she prayed and what was her prayer give me justice against my adversary so number one she's persistent but number two she's consistent her prayer didn't differ because of delay her prayer didn't change because of circumstances too many times we change what we pray for when it take too long y'all ain't gonna say nothing so, so if the big thing you ask for it takes longer than two weeks, all of a sudden, I'm a Father, that's okay. If you don't want me to have that, I'll take this. And God says, you didn't understand to give birth to something big, it's going to take longer than a couple of weeks. I need you to say this. Say, my prayer won't differ because of delay. Say, my prayer won't change because of circumstances. God says, I need you to be persistent and I need you to be consistent. Say those two words persistent, come on, consistent, say it with me, persistent, say it, consistent, stop, she goes to a judge, remember what the scripture just said, pray for those that are in high positions, a judge is in a high position, somebody says she prayed to the judge, say it with me, to the judge, because she asked him, got it, but then she also prayed for the judge. See, a lot of the folks you have issues with, you've prayed about the issue. You never prayed for the person you got the issue with. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. See, you pray for your issue with your mama, you never prayed for your mama. You prayed for your issue with your cousin, you never prayed for your cousin. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You prayed for your issue with so and so, you never prayed for so and so. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. She goes to a judge. If she goes to a judge, come on. What does that mean? If she goes to a judge, if she goes to a judge, that means she's got to have she's got to have legal standing. I'm gonna be one of them TV judges. I ain't zipping mine up. <laughs> Listen, I actually wanted to be a judge back in the day. So this is me fulfilling a long-held desire. I don't want to be a whole lot. I wanted to go into politics, and law, and be a judge. This you ready? So listen. Say she goes to the, judge. Go to the judge. She asked the judge something. Check this out. You can't just walk into no judge's courtroom. Judge! What up? No. Uh, judge, I'd like for you to, uh, to give me Justice. Against my adversary. Come again. Bailiff. What what is this woman doing here? What's her legal standing to be in front of me? You can't just approach a judge and not have legal standing. (laughs) Which means when she went to the judge... She said, Judge, according to Colorado revised statutes, thus and so. According to federal statute, this and that. What does that mean for us with prayer? You don't just come to God any old kind of way. You got to come to God with legal standing. What does that mean? Where is this at in the word? what's your legal standing I know you're praying for healing but what legal standing are you basing that on well I'm basing that on Isaiah that says with his stripes I was him I know you're praying for financial breakthrough but what's your legal standing I'm a tither I'm a giver Malachi 3 says look at somebody say what's your legal standing to be here It ain't just, Lord, give me strength like Superman. That ain't Bible. You better have some legal standing. So when the woman prayed, she prayed the law. And when we pray, we pray the word. Sometimes you feel like you're not getting results in prayer because God says you had no legal standing. You're just talking. You're just talking. Give me some scripture to back that up. Y'all got to be careful with y'all, with y'all got these, 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 um, these folks that you run to for information that share their opinion and can't back it up with Bible. Because God, you're going to try to give their opinion to the judge, and the judge is going to say, get that mess up out of my courtroom. So some of you said, I've been praying for years. God says, we don't have any requests from you. You came with your daddy's opinion about him. We don't have any requests from you. You came with your mama's opinion. We don't have any requests from you because you did not back up anything you said with the Bible. You didn't back it up with the word. I need the reason we do the messages on podcasts and YouTube and Facebook. Why? So you can have some word. So you have legal standing. So when you pray, the judge says, that's right. That's in the book. <laughs> that's right. That's in the law. That's right. You have a legal standing to be here. So for many of you, what you have called prayer has been nothing more than aimless rambling, just talking. Lord, just move. Lord, just do this. Lord just do this. Lord said, "I don't give me some scripture for that. This is why when I teach you, I give you scriptures. I give you Bible. You can't never say Bishop got up and just gave his opinion. I'm backing everything I say with the word. Why? So when you go to pray, the judge will say, that's right. I rule in your favor. So she goes to the judge. You ready? I'm almost done. She goes to the judge with legal standing. She's persistent. And what's that other word? She's consistent. And look at verse 4. But nothing changes. Please stay with me. For a while, I feel like a Baptist preacher, for a while. <laughs> it's actually my doctoral role, but we hijacked it and made it a judge's role today. Look, look. But for a while, he what? Refused. <clears throat> Please hear me. For a while, the judge said, no. That's right. You do have standing. That is in the book. No. It didn't say he didn't hear her. It said he intentionally said no. Not today. I need you to catch that. Because many of you said, well, Bishop, I prayed the word. And when you did, the judge said, good. Not today, though. Next case. God, I thought you loved me. God, I thought you were there for me. God, I thought you cared about me. Yeah, but I need to show you something. Can I show you something? Let's jaywalk over to Hebrews 5, 7. Somebody say, why the delay? Can I show you something? Let me show you. Hebrews 5, 7. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up what? Prayers and supplications with what? Loud cries and tears to who? He who was able to save him from death, but he didn't. You miss me. Y'all missed it. I'm gonna start over. And I know you get it when you say, ooh, or something, make a noise, do something. In the days of his flesh, when he was a human being like us, Jesus offered up what? Prayers, pray for himself. Supplication, pray for other believers. How did he do it? With loud cries, and he got emotional when he prayed. To who? The one that was able to save him from death. But what happened? He did not save him from death. God was able to change it, and he hurt him. But God did nothing. Somebody, holler, why, Bishop? The delay taught him to obey. What you mean, Bishop? Look at the next verse. The next verse. Although he was a son, which means your position don't mean nothing, your power don't mean nothing, your prosperity don't mean nothing. He learned obedience. When the judge said no, you missed it. Go back. Jesus did what? Prayed. To who? The one who could change it. What did the one who could change it do? Nothing. Why? So Jesus would learn to obey. What's obedient? I'm consistent and persistent. (laughs) I'm consistent and persistent. Say it. I'm consistent. I'm persistent. Flip it. I'm persistent and consistent. Flip that thing. I'm consistent and persistent. Flip it. I'm persistent and consistent. Stop. Your, your delay has had one purpose. To teach you to obey. Going back in court again. File your motion again. Every time you file a motion, you have to put a fee with it. Go and sow your seed again. Whoa, oh, God, dog, no, that's freed me right there. I'm about to tear this blow up. He said, go and put another seed with it. Go and put another seed with it. Every time you file something before a court, you gotta pay a fee. You in my court again? Yes, sir. What you in here for? Give me justice for my adversary. The one that lied to you? The one that lied about you? The one that scandalized your name? I'm very familiar with what they did. I could have stopped them when they did it. I delayed to teach you to obey. And I'm not doing it today. Next case. Imagine how that woman felt. (laughs) Come on, y'all. Imagine how she feels. Imagine her emotional baggage and bondage with no progress. And I'm doing the right thing. I'm persistent. I'm consistent. I'm doing exactly what he said to do. And he won't rule in my favor. Woo! How many of us have ever been there? Can I go for real, for real? How many of you, you got situations in life where you're there right now? Let me show you something. I told you this word was going to set you up for something. You ready? Look at this. Verse 4. For a while he said no. But afterward. What happened? To make him say, all of a sudden I'm going to do it. Keep reading. He said to himself, I don't fear God, nor do I respect her. But she keeps bothering me. She's persistent and consistent. Consistent and persistent. So I'm going to give her what she asked me for. Lest she keep on coming asking me for the same thing. Let me translate. Here she go again. She just won't stop. He's had everything thrown at him. And he just won't stop. I'm trying to tell some of y'all that God has seen your tears. He's seen your pain. He's seen your petition. He's seen your prayer. And he delayed on purpose to teach you to obey. And I need you to hear me. When he sees that you're persistent and consistent, what did he do? Next time she walked in, he said, hey, how you doing? Judge, I'm coming again. You filed your fee? I filed my fee. Translation, you got your seed in the ground? I got my seat in the ground. Okay. What you in here for? According to your word, which says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'm here to request justice against my adversary. And guess what she's gearing up for? You ready? She's gearing up for another letdown. She's gearing up for another failure. Because she's so used to no, she don't know what yes sound like. So I could imagine that as she's praying, she ain't even praying with hope. She's not even asking with expectation, she's doing it because she's going through the motion. But that's what it's called when you file something in court, it's called a motion. And some of you need to stop going by how you feel, because how you feel is not real. You got to be consistent and persistent, even if it feels like you're just going through the motion. Because this time when she came, somebody holler afterward. This time when she came, he just said, he picked up the gavel. And she's ready. She's ready for disappointment. Just like some of y'all have been. She's ready for let down. She's ready to be told no again. And right at that moment, when sister's ready to be let down, when brother's ready to be let down, he said, hey, you've been coming to me every week. Air Sunday, air Wednesday, Monday night, doing quarantine Friday night, Tuesday night, (laughs) Thursday night, (laughs) you've been consistent and you've been persistent. I know you're expecting me to rule against you, aren't you? But something happened in me. I see you won't stop. I see you won't give up. I see you won't throw in the towel, even if they set your towels on fire. So today, put the scripture up. So today... I'm going to give you watch me I'm going to give her what she asked for I'm going to give you what you asked for you want justice I give you justice what's your adversary's name got it I'm ordering them to go deal with your adversary And I'm going to give you two things somebody say two things I'm going to get them that's called vengeance but I'm going to give you recompense I'm going to pay you back for what she did to you Bishop, what scripture was the woman praying? I can tell you what scripture the woman was praying. She was praying Deuteronomy 32, 35. Put it up. This is what she was praying. Vengeance is mine. That's when God gets them. Recompense is when God pays you back for what they did. Look at me. Your payback won't come from who did you wrong. Your payback's going to come from God. You don't need to get even why. If you get even, you're gonna be brought in front of the judge. He says, "You don't need to get even." He says, "Watch me. Vengeance is what mine." Watch the Bible. For the, uh, when their time, uh, for the time when their foot shall slip, for the day of calamity is what at hand, and their doom what comes swiftly. What did the woman ask for? Justice. This is the verse that she used. She said, I could be sloppy in a low life like them, but I'm not. I could be petty like them, but I'm not. I could clap back on social media, but I'm not. I I could act a fool at the Memorial Day barbecue, but I'm not. Instead, I'm gonna be consistent and persistent And the judge said sister won't stop brother won't stop so evidently i need to go on and rule in her favor i need you to hear that sound because that's what favor sounds like what does it mean i'm putting an end to torment i'm putting an end to pain i'm putting an end to the same cycles I'm putting an end to the same circles. And what am I doing? I am ruling in your favor. I need you to holler that word. Shout favor. Holler again. Shout favor. Here it is. Let's finish. I'm out of here. Verse 6. The Lord said to her, Luke 18. When the Lord said to her, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his people? Who do what? Cry to him day and night. Cry doesn't mean literally cry in tears. It means pray. When? All day. When? All night. God says, I'll tell you why I haven't done it for you yet. Your delay was to teach you to obey. And until I see that all day and all night, you are persistent and consistent. I heard what you said, and the answer is but for several hundred of us today, I got a prophecy for you. God has seen your persistence, He's seen your consistency. And He told me as a prophetic gesture, He said, Son, I need you to announce to them favor. I need you to announce to them that thing that's been bothering them. That persist, that this is the last year that thing is gonna bother them. If you believe that, I need you to open up your mouth and give God glory across America and around the world. Look, y'all, I, I gotta quit because I'm out of time. He says, "Will he delay the end of, of verse seven? Will he delay long over them?" Go to the next verse. I tell you, he will give. Who's speaking? Jesus. So who's the judge? Jesus. He's telling you how to interact with him. He will give justice to them. How fast? Can't get you to snap your fingers. Can't get you now for all my little kids watching. <laughs> Don't feel bad. It took me a little while too. I still can't do that Do-do-do thing. Can y'all do it? Anybody here can do it? Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. It's Hebrew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get to snap your fingers? How long did sister keep coming? How long did your brother keep coming? Somebody say, we don't know. We know it was a lot because the judge is like, here she go. With one stroke of his gavel everything changed say speedily some of you like but bishop i've been praying about this for 10 years it's probably gonna take a while to change i prophesy speedily speedily for some by tomorrow for somebody by tuesday for somebody by wednesday for somebody by thursday for somebody by friday for somebody by Saturday I need you to holler speedily look nevertheless is he gonna find some people with faith on the earth what's that mean he's like what's the faith for say what's the faith for Bishop to be persistent and consistent that's the faith imagine every time now, remember she's a widow Her present circumstances, questionable. Her past achievements, taunt her. Her future, she doesn't have much hope for. But she says, let me go back in here. Let me go back in here. Because at any moment, I think there's a yes. I'm used to no. I'm used to disappointment. I'm telling somebody's story today. I'm used to folk not doing what they said they gonna do. I get shocked when they do it. But this day, she didn't know afterward had happened. The judge said, you figured this out. So I got you, you figured this out. I'm going to give you what you asked for. You asked for justice. Say justice. Justice is when I take care of two things. Vengeance. Go back to Deuteronomy. Say vengeance. Vengeance. That's when I get them. If if the judge gets them, it's bigger than you getting them. You missed that. This is why you... This is why you got to be careful clapping back. Because then you're a vigilante. And everybody can't be Batman. (laughs) You're out there getting your own justice. That means for a moment you got to feel weak. Because you have to let certain things go and do nothing about it. And here's the hard part, you could. You could. And God says, (coughs) let that go. Then he says, and recompense. God says, you're not just going to go through. I'm going to pay you back. There's something called punitive damages in court. Punitive damages is when Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations.